Hello and welcome to episode number five of the Tesla Q podcast. Uh, this is your host here. I didn't plan to do a recording today on January 3rd, but uh, I changed my mind. Uh, yesterday my wife commented that um, I had said that I only planned to do about four of these a week and uh, I've already gotten four out this week and this is now number five. So apologies to my wife and apologies to anybody else who thinks that uh, this might be a few too many episodes too soon, but we got to try to ramp up while we can. I, I don't anticipate this being a sustainable run rate, uh, similar to the 7,000 Model 3s per week not being sustainable for Tesla, but I wanted to get off to a good start and I believe I need five episodes to be able to submit to Spotify. So that uh, was further incentive to go ahead with episode five. Uh, part of why I decided to go ahead this morning, or today, is because of a, a post that I first saw this morning, which was the episode 13 tweet stream from Machine Planet, the uh, general, quote-unquote, of the Shorty Air Force. Uh, he posted a new update this morning of flyovers in Tesla's home area uh, near Fremont. Uh this morning, I had the thought that one of my next episodes might just be me going through that thread and, and walking, walking through it to explain why different parts, uh, different parts of different pictures had some applicability to the, the whole Tesla Q saga. Uh, but I'm, I might save that for another time. Uh, I also came up with the, the idea for the pod, the name of that episode, uh, Shorty Sorty Story, which say that eight times fast dare you um so that may be coming in a future episode assuming that there aren't numerous numerous other news items that i deem more worthy of an episode which is highly possible uh so now to uh an unorganized look at some of the tweets that i bookmarked today uh one is from is tesla worth zero and this was uh something he that he found by poking around trying to figure out um, who had invested in SpaceX uh, in their most recent round and in his poking around he found that both SpaceX and Tesla and Valor Equity Partners which is uh, Antonio Gracias's venture capital firm have all invested in a company called Talk which is apparently going to be a restaurant management firm which obviously Kimball Musk is involved with. So uh, yet another example of the intertwinement of business ventures between Gracias, Elon Musk, and Kimball Musk. Uh, so that was just a nice little tidbit that Tesla Q Twitter dug up today, which may be more relevant in the future than, than it might seem today. Uh, the reason that, that, uh, that, Twitter user was poking around for uh, to try to figure out who had invested in SpaceX is that there was a a new filing today uh, from SpaceX. It's a Form D that showed that they had raised $273 million of the $500 million in equity that they were seeking. Uh, it's not clear yet if that uh, was, if they closed out the round or if it's still open or, or uh, yeah, here's a 
a tweet that I bookmarked from Netflix and Lamp, which is a good, pretty solid account in the Tesla Q Twitterverse. It says, so either one, SpaceX could only get $273 million and there's no more money to be had, or two, SpaceX will continue to try to fill out the round, but they needed the $273 million of cash immediately, so they did a partial close. Either way, the optics are bad. So uh, I think the story about the about SpaceX seeking $500 million, I think it came out the day after the story in the Wall Street Journal that referred to the use of SpaceX resources for Boring Company without SpaceX's investors' approval, which resulted in a retroactive granting of Boring Equity to SpaceX um, of something like 6% of the Boring Company, if I remember correctly. So that SpaceX equity raise was one of the news items today that prompted me to decide that I needed to go ahead and get a podcast out. Uh, this is one of the episodes that I'm doing partially just for my own sanity to make sure that I don't have too many things rattling around in my head or too many things that I feel like need to be covered on a podcast that have not yet been covered. Uh, the opening song today, uh, I'll refer to that now, that's a song from Randy Newman named, uh, and the title of it is Short People. Uh, most people probably best know Randy Newman from his work on the Toy Story soundtrack uh i guess for all three movies probably uh but definitely you've got a friend in me is probably his most well-known song across the widest range of people most of his money-making career has been writing the soundtrack music for movies uh but he also has some other other works that are that i have yet to listen to adequately uh but I thought that it would be fun to incorporate the song Short People in this podcast since this is, is the Tesla Q podcast, which is um, about people who are short Tesla, whether that's owning puts or uh, outright shorting the stock. Maybe someday if uh, if Tesla goes bankrupt and, and I have a, a windfall of profits, maybe I'll find some time to, to write a Tesla Q-inspired musical. Uh, I could play off of Avenue Q, the musical, maybe, and use little puppet versions of, of Elon and Kimball and Antonio Gracias, and uh, just just a little thought that I had today, which is part of why I decided to use that song to open the podcast. Um, I'll try to close it out with the ending of the song as well, uh, but I, I recommend Randy Newman music if you haven't listened to it much. Uh, I'd I haven't listened to it much myself, but I'm pretty sure that I'm going to like it. I like the song Short People after listening to it a few times. Another news item today was a, there was a Financial Times article about Tesla and their announcement yesterday about their deliveries and production numbers. And uh, Mark Spiegel actually highlighted the exact same quote from the article that I did, and that is that Adding to discomfort for investors, Tesla said that it was shaving $2,000 off the price of all its cars in the U.S. to compensate for some of the lost tax benefit. To put that in perspective, it only made a net profit of about $3,000 per car in what was widely seen as a stellar quarter three. Uh, stealing directly from uh, tweet number 11 in a nice uh, update to left-hand polls Monte Carlo model on what tef- Tesla's quarter four profitability might look like. 
uh, he points out that 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 two thousand dollar price drop is basically hundred eighty million dollars that will come straight off the bottom line, assuming that the quarter four volumes are repeated in future quarters. So that's something to to keep in mind with that price drop. Uh, little quick little summary about this update. Uh, this Twitter user left hand poll, which is spelled the way it sounds. Uh, on Christmas Day, he had put out, I assume it's a he, apologies if not, uh, but on Christmas Day, he'd put out a Monte Carlo analysis of what he anticipated Tesla's fourth quarter financial numbers would end up looking like, varying different parameters. Uh, he updated that because the production and delivery numbers came out, and the model actually improved in Tesla's favor based on the updated numbers. Uh, I recommend looking at that. I'm going to hit the retweet button uh, so you can get on Twitter and look at it closer if you want to. Uh, I'm not going to go into it in detail due to time constraints. Another news item that came out today was uh, an article in Bloomberg. I think it was written by Dana Hull. Let me double check that real quick. Uh, she is active on Twitter and I see that it was Dana Hull and Elizabeth Behrman that wrote the article and it was uh, the premise of the article is that Tesla is close to getting Model 3 approval for European sales, but they don't have it yet. Uh, so that's a key factor in the in uh, the first quarter story for Tesla's demand for the Model 3. Another item from today on Twitter is uh, a shorty ground force report from Latrilife. That's L A T. R-I-L-I-F-E is the Twitter handle. Uh, this was a, a report around the Los Angeles area. I believe specifically Hawthorne, which is where SpaceX is headquartered. Uh, there may be a little bit of room for suspicion for whether those cars stored in Hawthorne maybe were purchased by SpaceX. I'll leave that up to you to wonder about. I have some slight suspicion about that myself, but nothing close to concrete. Uh, I recommend that you take a look at the, the report as there's a little video and some other photos that detail the, the inventory there in the greater LA area. I believe I retweeted that earlier. If not, uh, I gave you the Twitter handle where you can find it. Another item from today is a great thread. Well, I think it was pretty good. Uh, some people would call it tinfoily, but it's from Grain Surgeon is the Twitter handle. It's Pe People's Grain is the name for the account. And it's about Tesla selling out of trust, which is basically it basically describes a way that uh, Tesla could have had some cash on their books for a little bit longer, which would have certainly helped their cash position. I recommend that you take a look at it. Uh, some people definitely would think it's a little tinfoily, but... In some ways, it it goes along pretty well with the the gap in VIN numbers that Tesla Charts has pointed out on quite a few occasions. Uh, I'll probably note in the show notes that this is a, a little bit of a tinfoily hat episode since I mentioned that one. Uh, last couple things that I'll include today. Uh, one, uh, I see that Value Analyst, who's a Tesla bull, has tweeted um, an old chart from several months back that has the, 
the pantheon of Tesla Q Twitter, which is far before I ever started this podcast. Um, but it just includes the different specialties that some of the members of Tesla Q had. And uh, so I, I tweeted that I hope that I can make it on a future version of that. Uh, but also I included that I don't anticipate that Tesla Q Twitter is going to die out once the Tesla saga has ended. Um, I, I think a lot of the collaboration that has developed naturally over the, the course of this saga is going to continue to be a force in the market that helps expose frauds. Uh, part of my thinking of this is actually from a thread from El Gato Malo. The Twitter handle is Boricuagato. I uh, probably didn't pronounce that right, but it's B-O-R-I-Q-U-A-G-A-T-O. And this is a tweet from October 11th, which talks about Tesla Q in general, basically. Uh, I'll just read it for simplicity. It says, many times in the history of the great Tesla-Tesla Q debate, Team Tesla, which is the Bulls, of course, including and especially Elon Musk and recently Bonnie Norman, who's a Tesla Bull on Twitter, have accused Tesla Q of being a cobble, some sort of a top-down unit. It isn't. It's something far more potent. It's an emergent system. Let's explore. Leaving aside the irony of the magnitude that not even Alanis Morissette could not misidentify, look at the structure. There's not a hierarchy. Do these folks even know what a cobble looks like? These accusations do a disservice to Tesla Q. It's not some tightly controlled and steered system. It's a robust, evolved, symbiotic system. This is not an Amazon warehouse. It's the global system that makes sure New York City has enough and the right sorts of food every day. You cannot plan a system like that. No one can. It's too complex and too good. Guys like Musk that see everything as top-down and constantly bump into the limits of their authoritarianism simply cannot conceive that no control yields better results than tight control. But it does. There is no cobble. There is no smoky room full of leaders. There are hundreds of interested folks, each holding and seeing some piece of the puzzle. Each such person, person seeks out others with different pieces. We see what fits together and what does not. Like so many of the non-intuitive parts of capitalism, it does not take anything complicated. It just takes lots of simple things and collaboration. Literally, no one knows how to turn a pig in Genoa into a salami sandwich in San Francisco. No one. Yet it happens every day. If you think in cobbles, it's easy to imagine some smoky salami cobble run by pork czar that runs this whole show. Look how organized it is. Look how robust must be a cobble. The reality is it must not be. It would never be that good if it were. All it takes is for each actor to seek out someone else who knows something they do not and share with them something that person does not. That's the whole algo. Immense structures of knowledge emerge from this simple interaction when you iterate it massively. Folks like Greg Wester, who's a Twitter Teslable, joke that Tesla Q pretends to be expert in everything. He's wrong. It knows experts in all these things. It asks questions, and those with purported knowledge propose answers. These get batted around, debated, have holes poked in them, or evidence verified. It's massively iterated, redundant, and parallel refining and annealing over and over. That which stand testing and criticism remains. That which does not is discarded over and over 
until something like truth emerges. Bulls not liking that truth does not prove that it's a cobble. Just as no one person knows how to transform Italian pig to Californian sandwich, no one Tesla Q knows all this stuff. Not even close. But like the salami system, we get what is needed to where it is needed consistently and reliably over and over. Amazingly, all these self-professed futurists cannot see that this is what the future looks like. It's amazing to live in a time where the friction on collaboration is this low. This kind of data sharing is a new thing. Funny how many futurists turn out to be Luddites. No one could be that smart. It must be a scam or a plot, is the cry of guys that have missed the boat to the future entirely. They seek to strike off the head of the beast. They come for the leaders and dox Montana Skeptic. Then they get confused that it didn't work. Of course it didn't work. Emergent systems are robust, they don't have single points of failure, and they evolve around damage. That campaign of doxing was fertilizer for Tesla Q. That got people angry. I know it pulled me off the spectator bench and onto the field. So give it a rest with all this McCarthyism around the shorts. I have here an org chart. Calling it a plot is to vastly underestimate what Tesla Q is. This is not Musk feeding Fred the leak du jour. That's referring to Fred Lambert. It's something far better. It's an emergent order. Proud to be a part. I didn't actually intend to read through that whole thread, but it worked out nicely. Um, so with that, I think it's about time to wrap up this podcast. Uh, so here's some Randy Newman short people finishing up. Good day.